Hey guys, Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I just wanted to share uh, one of the platforms we use uh, for our podcast. Uh, it's called Anchor. Uh, it is a free platform. They have creation tools that allow you to record, edit uh, your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Um, Anchor will distribute your podcast on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, most, most all the platforms that you want to reach, you can, you can reach through Anchor. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, again, it's free and it's called Anchor. Have a great day. Hello, this is Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I'm here with uh, Sandra Rodriguez, and she is going to, uh, I'm going to hand it over to her, let her kind of explain who she is, where she comes from, her career background, and some of the things that she'd like to talk about today. So Sandra, go ahead. Or Sandy, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you can call me Sandra, or you can call me Sandy. Both are fine. So Dean, thank you so much for having me on your show. I've been listening to it. I love it. It's a wonderful show that you have. And I would like to tell your listeners about something that I recently wrote. I wrote a book titled Choose to Prevail that uh, for you, Dean, that you can see me on the screen. This is yep. the book. Excellent. Okay. Um, yes, this was a book that I wrote because I have a lot of friends, uh, different ages, from different backgrounds. And bizarrely, I was in a situation where everybody was coming to me kind of like at the same time saying, you know, Sandy, I've been feeling very depressed or I've been feeling very stressed or my life didn't uh, pan out the way that I hoped that it would or just uh, a lot of uh, situations that were, you know, I was feeling kind of surprised because Again, it was like everybody was having some kind of an issue at the same time. So I thought, well, maybe what I can do is not just suggest things that have worked for me, but I can also write a book for them that will be helpful. So that's how Choose to Prevail came to be. This is a book, Dean, that I would describe as a self-help book for people who do not like self-help books or tend to buy them or tend to read them or are in any way interested in, in that um, category of books. Here's the thing, um, I've had, um, I feel sometimes like I've lived a, a number of different lifetimes in that I have lived in different places. I have lived in Puerto Rico, Philadelphia, Mexico City, uh, Seoul and South Korea. Um, and now I live in, in Los Angeles. I've been living here for, for a while now, a few years. And um, I can relate to, for instance, being an outsider, certainly, because when you move to a new place, sometimes you're not quite, uh, you know, you're still kind of like a fish out of water and things. So I've learned a few tips and techniques to feel more comfortable in your own skin and in different situations, no matter what they may be. I've also faced uh, a number of personal tragedies. Um, in the sense that I had to face the death of my father, my younger brother, one of my best female friends, um, even my hair and makeup artist, all of them over a short span of years. And of course, maybe things that are not as, um, let's say tragic or traumatic, but certainly little things that we all have to deal with. For instance, I had um, difficulty in speaking in public at a certain point in my life and I was able to overcome that as well. I had a fear of driving on certain types of, of roads and I also overcame that. So 
it's not to say that I'm a guru and I know everything and I have the secret to life. No, but I've, I've um, personally overcome a number of things. So friends tend to gravitate toward me and ask me about how I did certain things. And I thought I would put all of that in, in book form, not in a super prescriptive way, not saying, hey, you need to do this or you need to do that, or you need to be always super positive. No, just letting people know um, things that I have done that have worked for me, things that have not, and using them as a starting point to develop a, a larger and more universal narrative as to what people can do to um, improve whatever their situation is when they're struggling with something it as minor as being stuffed in traffic or as major as the loss of a loved one. So that's what, what happened, Dean. Excellent, excellent. Well, it, it's it's good that I've got you on today and, and it's actually really encouraging because we've, the past week I've been doing a lot of live videos. I've been doing a lot of um, on social media as well as just different platforms and, and as well as on the podcast. Um, but what I've really been trying to focus on this month in general for the next 30 days is really focusing on not just the self-help, but, but the way we can do self-help by helping other people. And, and obviously with, with what you just discussed and about your book, uh, that alone is helping other people. So you're actually taking the initiative in your life and in your career to help other people. And, and that's what we're really in the past month, the next 30 days, really, I'm really focusing on that. Um, because there's a lot of people with the pandemic, there's a lot of things going on in the world where there's people that are depressed, they, they have high anxiety. Uh, some people just, you know, whether it's uh, medically, they're, they're, they, they need to be medicated or don't need to be medicated, they're just in, stuck in a spot where they're so depressed and can't get past a certain point in their life, or they just feel they're in a bubble with no help and don't have the words to maybe verbalize or ask that they need help. And, and it's funny you mentioned too about uh, a lot of people maybe not looking for self-help. There's so much and so many people that offer and have the books and the, and the online classes for self-help that, you know, a lot of people can be overwhelmed with where to get the help. I have to agree, Dean. And let me tell you, I want to, well, brag a little. Um, here's the thing. I got a very um, exciting review recently, exciting for me in that it was a five-star review from uh, this Australian author who has uh, undergone just so many things. She is deaf, she's legally blind, she suffers from PTSD, she is a domestic violence survivor, like a lot of things, she lost a child. So a lot of things are going, um, I, I mean, she's undergone a lot of challenges. And what she wrote in her review is that she approached my book with a healthy dose of skepticism. I mean, of course, I mean, her life has been quite challenging. And she says that she has spoken with numerous experts and that to be honest, she's not, uh, she had not found anything that actually helped. But then she came to my book. She, at first she was like, eh, let's see what's going on here. And eventually um, it seems that the writing won her over. And she said that she did indeed feel uh, an, a sincere sense of relief, a sincere, uh, let's say, uptick in her overall sense of well-being. And now she's recommending the book to everyone 15 years and older. I was really surprised. I've never met her. I would love to. Uh, her review has been shared on a website called Reader's Favorite, and it's also available on Goodreads. So that was really exciting for me. That, that sounds really good. Um, you know, I look forward to getting my hands on the book as well. Um, I try to grab, we get a lot of guests on that, that are promoting books and I, I try to get as many as I can because I enjoy reading. 
Um, and, and I particularly love reading self-help and, um, you know, I'm really big. My, my, my past history, my childhood was not very good. I've been through a lot of things in my life as well. And so I suffer with a little bit of depression. I suffer with a little bit of anxiety. Um, I've come a long way over the years. I suffer from post-traumatic stress syndrome, um, but, but I've come a long way and I've learned different ways to cope. And, and I've been through a lot of counseling where a lot of people haven't, and they, and they, they maybe haven't got the courage to step up and speak with someone else about issues. Um, so I feel like maybe I'm in a better place coping, but I feel like when, when my guests bring something and present, you know, to promote a book, I feel like it's always an opportunity for me to grow by learning what's in their book. And, and while there is so many out there, um, it does take like your example, you just said, it takes one book to reach one person and, and your book happened to reach her. Uh, and, and that's a prime example why it is good to be open-minded and check out everything you can with, with different people's aspects. Because while your journey may be your own, uh, your journey can, can help maybe one person. And obviously it was that woman. And that's an amazing, that's an amazing story. Yes, I was really happy. Now, the thing is that I tried to make this book accessible to all. Firstly, it's uh, a slim book. Uh, it's about 100 pages long. And in fact, one of my favorite authors, who is um, Eric Weiner, he is the author of a book that's recently out called The Socrates Express. Uh, he was kind enough to give me a blurb for the book. And he mentions that it packs a lot of wisdom. It's, it's a short book but it packs a lot of wisdom and he believes that it's like having a cup of coffee with a with a wise kind patient friend i don't know i mean he he's uh super super polite in saying that but that's um what many of my friends have said that it feels like we're sitting down and having a conversation and people that have never met me in their reviews they mentioned that they feel like they are actually talking to a an actual friend like sitting across the table from a friend that's listening that's not you know scolding them or nagging them but just giving uh them a little bit more perspective on what's going on now the other thing dean is that it's a, it's a book that you can read over the course of an afternoon. It won't take you any longer than that. And it can be a, a wonderful starting point for just reflection or maybe taking other forms of action. Uh, but I think it's a book that can be useful whether you're you know dealing with major challenges like PTSD that you were mentioning or even something smaller. There are uh, chapters devoted to uh, your physical appearance, uh, to uh, your surroundings inside your home. So there are things that you can do, simple things, uh, not only major mind shifts, little things that you can do that can improve your outlook dramatically, dramatically. It's, it's just very interesting. And these are things that I've tested myself successfully. I also mentioned things that I have tested unsuccessfully. Right. So, yeah, so that uh, people can, can get a feel for that. And I also... Um, mention uh, you know opinions that great thinkers have had over time i mentioned socrates i mentioned um well even mike tyson he has some insight to share as yes. well so, yeah it's, it's quite interesting I, I i'm happy with the way the book came out and i'm very happy that people are saying that they can relate to the book that it's resonating i'm just really happy about that dean that's awesome. And, and, and the good thing is uh, you mentioned about it being, you know, somebody mentioning that it's just like a discussion with somebody. And, and just like we do on this show, we, we, we're trying to engage and build relationships. So every guest I have on, we're trying to, to build a repertoire. We're trying to become friends with, with our guests as well as be friends with our audience. And the best way to do that is 
Um, you know, we do this show unfiltered. We do this show where I'm not asking written down scripted questions. Uh, we we want to have a discussion to, so we personally can characterize and know the guests. And that's what we have here. And, and the fact that, the, that you're saying that that's what your book is like, um, I think that'll really resonate with the audience because that's what my audience expects. They, they, they know that this is mostly unedited. They know that basically everything I do here is unfiltered and they're, they're getting to know the person that we're, we're, we're speaking with. And so I think reading a book like that is even for me, especially because I love people and I love to engage in conversation. I think that's going to make the book even more interesting for me. I hope so. I will be honored to have you uh, read a copy. Which I is will. And I will give a review when I'm done. That would be fantastic. But like, for instance, right now you're mentioning that part of the appeal of your own show is that it's unscripted, it's spontaneous. We're just, uh, you know, riffing off each other. And that's a fantastic thing to be able to do. And not everybody can do it. Uh, among other reasons, because a lot of people are just tremendously shy when put on the spot. Mm -hmm. they public. It's something there's some kind of um, barrier phobia or situation that's keeping them from expressing themselves fully that used to happen to me dean when i was younger i was maybe in class and i couldn't even you know raise my hand to answer a question because i would blush and spit and stammer and you know nearly pass out yeah and um i did a couple of things uh that totally changed that around it, it was like a complete 180 and i talk about that in the book as well because maybe this experience will be helpful for others in, in similar situations. Yeah, and I would hope so. Um, so, you know, obviously I always encourage all my audience to, to check out books of all our guests, but um, tell me a little more about like, what do you, career-wise, what do you do um, besides the book writing and stuff? What is it that, that has brought you to the point where you are now, where you're, you're able to offer this advice? I mean, what, what are some of your past experiences that were most impactful to you? Of course. Well, Thing. For the longest time seen, uh, maybe about a decade and a half, I was uh, an editorial coordinator for one of the foremost newspapers in Latin America. I did that for a very long time. And to me, this was uh, fascinating. I was very passionate about that uh, career line. I was doing very well. And when I was at the height of my career, uh, I had like a number of personal situations that made me decide to walk away from that career and move to Los Angeles, which was very reasonable from a personal standpoint, but not wise at all from a professional standpoint. Um, the reasons I had for the move were many. One was uh, that I needed to spend more time with my son. I could not keep sourcing his care out to nannies or mm -hmm. reliable family members. That was one of them. The other thing was that, not to speak poorly of, of Mexico City because it's a beautiful um, city and one of the best in the world, but uh, while I was living there, I was a victim of crime a couple of times and I did have a couple of safety concerns. Not to say that that is the norm, but that was my experience. Mm -hmm. um, and there were a couple of, of other uh, things around that line. Uh, also that I needed uh, some more time for, for myself, for like, when you're a journalist, and I'm sure you and several of your yeah. um, can relate, your days are long. They're long. Mm -hmm. I would not be strange to be working uh, at the very least a 16-hour day. That would be the norm uh, most of the time. So um, I, I think that I missed out, in a sense, on a number of experiences that other people normally live. Uh, for instance, I'm thinking uh, getting married or um, you know spending more time with 
uh, family members or uh, socializing a little more. I was not able to do any of that because uh, I was at work. I was at my desk. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that was a bad thing because, again, I was very passionate about that, but I did want to live a more well-rounded experience. So that was another another thing. And it had been uh, many years, right? So I walked away from, from, um, from a career that was indeed very fulfilling, but I needed something a little bit different at that time. And I moved to LA. And here's the thing. Um, when I moved here, I was indeed invited to take part in a number of projects that were very interesting, very creative. But most of these projects um, were not, let's say, it, they were not a source of steady income. And I did need that because I, I had just moved here. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was looking for something to do. In the meantime, while I was finding something that would be more permanent, I translated uh, dozens of books, probably more than 30, from English to Spanish for best um, for major publishing houses. So I ended up um, translating books by Louise Hay or um, um, just a number, just a number of, of very uh, well-known uh, self-help authors. Also, medical um, textbooks, medical books, novels. Um, business books, some with a foreword by uh, a, a major American uh, a president, just just a bunch of things that that I was doing in the meantime. But I really did need something that was um, more permanent. And eventually it just fell into my lap exactly at the time that I needed it. And I found an entirely new career that I ended up liking just as much, if not better than journalism which is court interpreting, which is something very specific that I had never even given thought to or never even known that it existed even. So I was able to make a very seamless transition into something that I really liked. And then I was able to also kind of combine my passions because people kept, um, you know, seeking me out for editing uh, their magazines or their projects or uh, writing for different media outlets. So now I do both things. I still write, I still edit. Um, I also work full-time as a court interpreter, which is something super new. And then uh, additionally, other interesting things came along. I became a video host for two separate companies, one in Mexico and one in the U.S. So I also interview people um, on screen. And I also had, despite all of that, Dean, despite the fact that I was and I am doing all of these things at the same time, I still have a little bit of spare time, which was definitely not the case in my in my old life as a, as an editorial coordinator. So I've even gotten into like super interesting hobbies. Like for instance, I've become a, an amateur winemaker. So I make wine. That's very some, cool. <laughs> and it's super fun. And there's just such an interesting winemaking community here in, in California. Mm -hmm. So that's great. I also started painting. So I'm starting out a career as an artist. I've sold a couple paintings already, so that's exciting as well. That's awesome. So, yeah, thank you. So I think it's interesting because a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm kind of stuck in a situation that has its pros and cons, but the pros outweigh, outweigh the cons, so I don't want to make any kind of change. Or, you know, sometimes people feel stuck in some kind of a routine situation. And they're just afraid to make a change. Maybe they're feeling uh, that it's too risky or that they're too old or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. 
and and I feel honestly, Dean, that that I was able to beat all kinds of odds. And I mean, I'm living proof that you can make any change at any point, at any stage, and things work themselves out, or or they can, they can yeah. if you know things align. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And you know, uh, I, I I've had this talk with a couple guests that I was interviewing earlier, and you know, life is short. Um, you know, uh, I, I have done so many things in my life and my career, everything from fire ranger, fire and safety, computer engineering. I've owned computer businesses. I've owned landscape businesses. I now own a construction company. I do podcast talk show. Um, I have all my journalist credentials. Um, you know, I, I do so many different things. Um, not, not so much for the means to have the financial backing, but I do them because life is short and I, I want to, I want to have knowledge in everything, maybe not ever master one thing. But, but have enough knowledge and everything to say, I tried it, I gave it my all. And if it's for me or I'm passionate about it, I always stick with it. If it's something I'm really not that passionate about, I know I've at least given it a try. Um, and and that's, that's how I kind of feel because life is just so short. Um, and, and I'm at a point in my life now where I try to give back uh, with my experience. I try to give my experience to others. I try to share. Uh, if I see a friend who's starting a new business, who's never been in business before, I always offer free advice. I always try to help lift them up and get them over the hurdles I went through. Um, and that's just an everyday life. I mean, it, it, a matter of just holding doors for somebody, giving a compliment, uh, giving a smile to somebody who, who maybe is going through something I don't even know. Um, it's just, that's the impact I like to think that, that I'm trying to have and practicing having, um, so that one day, you know, each day I kind of look at my life and I say to myself, what legacy am I leaving behind? And a lot of people see that as, as what the, what the big, big picture is. What legacy are you leaving for your kids or for your wife or for your husband? Uh, for me, it's, it's what legacy am I leaving in the moment? So what legacy am I having in this interview? What, what, what legacy am I leaving behind or what impact am I having in every moment of my life? So I like to live in the moment, um, but at the same time, I like to be able to offer and help others while still being able to learn myself. And, and what I found even through all my careers and all the talents that I've picked up and tried, uh, what I enjoy the most nowadays at 44 years old is honestly uh, being able to help someone else and watch their progression and watch them learn uh, something maybe they didn't know. And, and whether it's me having an opportunity to do it or me being able to watch them learn it themselves and grow through my advice, um, that I get great gratification from that. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting that you should mention that you yourself have lived like a number of lives, a number of different activities. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that momentum kind of builds up maybe the first time you made a career shift or a, a major change in your life, you saw, hey, it worked out just fine. It was a very good idea. So that gives you like the courage or the encouragement to do uh, more stuff in your life, more changes, mm -hmm. more things, maybe add on a new hobby, add on a new activity. I, I think that, that it really does build upon itself when things start going well or things start getting interesting, you want more interesting things to happen and you're more open to, to doing newer things. Wouldn't you agree? I agree 100% um, for sure. Uh, I, I find definitely that that when something interests me, um, not only do I dive in it and I want to learn everything about it, um, but then it also just re-energizes me. It reinvigorates me, even in what, what I'm doing at the moment and in the new, new situation. It just gives me such new energy to try other things, to try different things. Um, I, I like to, some of, my, some of my career base has been like, I call it the seven-year itch. And it's kind of like literally every seven years I get bored with what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, it's time for me to re-transition re into something different. And I've, while I've done construction 27 years of my life, it's been on and off. 
uh, every every about six, seven years, I get tired of construction and I'll jump into using my engineer's degree or I'll jump into using one of my other degrees. Um, and it's just one of those where I, I'm one of those people, I can't just do one thing forever. I really had to have my hands in a lot of different things um, because it keeps it interesting. It makes life interesting. Um, most importantly, it helps me build relationships with people like you and, and other people around the world that I may never have an opportunity to meet on the nine to five schedule. Exactly. And it's interesting because when you're, you, when you have that mindset, when you have the attitude that you have been, uh, what happens is that you are not as prone to, um, you know, overthinking uh, situations that might make you feel bad. Like a lot of people uh, struggle with depression or struggle with existential angst, or it's just like, what is the meaning of my life? I mean, certainly these are things that are on everybody's mind at some point. Mm -hmm. But you, when you're keeping busy, when you're doing interesting things, when you're moving forward, that becomes less of a concern, definitely. I think people are, you know, staying awake at night, staying up all night thinking, where's my life going, tend to be people that don't believe change or progress is possible. When you see that it is, certain things scare you less, is what I feel. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, to, um, to see for yourself that changes can be carried out whenever you want. You can uh, become a different kind of person whenever you feel like it. Uh, if something is not working, it's always possible to change things at any point. If you start feeling that seven-year-ish that you were mentioning, nothing is forcing you to stay stuck in that. I mean, you're, you're more mm -hmm. than make changes. And it's great, I'm sure, for your friends to see, to see you speak because just your mindset and your attitude uh, are very encouraging. Even if you're not telling people, hey, you need to do the same thing. Let's say that maybe I were on the fence right now about moving from, I don't know, a certain uh, career path to another one. Maybe it's not even that I'm asking you for advice, but if you were just describing your experiences, I might think, hmm, so he did it. He looks happy. Oh, so it's kind of like a light bulb moment. And mm -hmm. it's interesting, right? It's, it's, it's good. It's not that you're out there uh, preaching something. It's just right. that people on your energy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Is there any um, is there any other things you do that, that maybe you could tell the audience about? Um, I noted I noted I always stock I call it stalking my guests. So I was stalking your, your your profile and some of the other things. And I know you're you're into fashion and beauty and a few other things. What are some other things you'd like to highlight to tell our audience about you? Well, here's the thing. I think I like everything, Dean, uh, because yes, when I was uh, working for the newspaper, I was originally hired as a fashion and food editor. Uh, shortly after that, I uh, became, I don't know if you saw the movie Spotlight. It's a movie um, about un uncovering scandals in, in the church. I mean, well, basically that movie shows uh, a journalistic team that is devoted to in-depth analysis or research for more, um, you know, um, articles that require a lot more um, time. Mm -hmm. I became a department that focused on that. That's what okay. I did. Then I also um, was in charge of an entertainment magazine, which was part of what I, why I was coming to LA frequently for, for press junkets or for uh, movie premieres. Uh, then I was also in charge of uh, what we called supplements, which were mini magazines on a number of topics. There were probably around 50 of these supplements from ranging in topics from architecture to female entrepreneurs to um, senior citizens to uh, 
pest control even. So <laughs> a little bit of everything. I really uh, enjoy learning about everything. Mm -hmm. And um, which is why I also uh, tend to say yes to any writing project, regardless of what it is. Sometimes I write about finance. Sometimes I write about fashion. Sometimes I write about celebrities. Sometimes I write about uh, health issues. It really, I, I mean, I haven't, I don't necessarily have a preference for one topic over the other because I'm just interested in so many things. Yeah. And I think that again, that the, kind of the dynamic of the two party podcast show is, is that's kind of where I'm at is um, I, I could, I, they always tell you when you start a talk show or you start, uh, you know, one of these podcasts that you should pick a topic or a subject and make that be the framework of your show. And, and that's just not me. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in everything and I'm interested in everybody and I want to hear everyone's story and, and, you know, hearing everybody's story, I can't isolate from one topic. I have to literally know your story and I need to know, you know, uh, somebody else across the world's story. And that's the, to me as a journalist, that's kind of what I enjoy doing is, is it's the surprise also of, of you meet someone, they tell your story and there's always a surprise of something you may not knew have known about them or something that they can tell you that maybe you didn't even know. And that's part of why, you know, again, that's what the two-party podcast is all about is, is different topics, different subjects, different guests. Um, you know, we can talk news, we can talk politics, we can talk fashion and beauty, we can talk books, we can, there's so many things I, I, I want to talk about and hear about. Um, and that's why I really, I made this platform to be what it is. I, I, I really want to invite everybody just to, 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 to join in and enjoy the, the conversation and build that relationship. Um, where are some other places where we can, uh, some of the audience can find you, uh, websites, uh, other, other, you know, media outlets that we can find you on? Of course, if somebody cares to follow me or my book journey specifically on Instagram, that would be at choose to prevail. That would be the, uh, Instagram handle. If somebody wants to join our choose to prevail Facebook group, that's also available. That's the name of the group and you will be more than welcome to join. If somebody wants to buy the book right now, it's available on all major platforms. It's on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble, it's on walmart.com, it's mentioned on Goodreads, it's everywhere. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy. I go to uh, Barnes and Noble a lot. My wife reads a lot, my son reads a lot, and I read a lot. So we're always, we like to go, we, we don't like to order online because we like to like go in the place and actually play with the books, read some of the books. So we go to Barnes and Noble, that's probably where I'm gonna end up going to buy it myself. That's wonderful. So here's the thing. Right now, um, the only place people can buy signed copies if what they want is a signed copy, that would be through a website called heartofhollywoodmagazine.com. Now, if people want a regular copy, that's available on all major platforms. Right now, on major platforms, they have the ebook version and the print version will be out in a week or so. Okay. So, uh, so you can either right now, like right, right now, you can yep. get the ebook version or go to heartofhollywoodmagazine.com for a signed uh, paperback or just wait a couple of weeks and get your paperback uh, at any platform you, you prefer. Uh, and, you know, I was um, I really liked what he said right now about conversations with people and discovering things about people that you wouldn't assume. Uh, that is actually a fabulous conversation starter. That would be a little tip for mm -hmm. the audience when meeting new people or when making small talk or even when, you know, interacting with old friends or during dates or whatever the case may be. That is a question that really invites fantastic conversation. Tell me something about you that very few people know. And that mm -hmm. is always uh, a great way uh, to start uh, a conversation or deepen a relationship for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, sometimes there's those, there's those people out there that they might tell you something and you may not have wanted to know it. <laughs> but then they're, you know, they may tell you something where it's like, it, it's very impactful in your life. Um, and, and those are the memories we want to set. And those are the friendships we want to make with people. And, um, you know, sometimes, like I said, there, there may be something you just didn't, didn't really need to hear it, the too much information, but, but, you know, that is part of that person's story. And that that's part of their life, um, which is another reason why on this show, we kind of leave it unfiltered, where if someone wants to come on here and tell us something that's outrageous and over the top, it's okay because that's who they are. And we want to, we want to know them for who they are. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, S Sandy, it's been great having you on here. And um, I, as I was mentioning to some of the guests earlier today that we were talking to um, uh, this is a small slot. This is just a 30 minute slot that we kind of fill to, to kind of give you guys the intro, give you guys the floor to our audience and, and give you the center stage. So, so our audience gets to know you in this short time slot. Um, but what I'd like to do is invite you back in the future uh, for maybe a 45 minute, maybe an hour time slot where we can dig deeper and have deeper conversation about you and about your career, your books, things you've done um, to ask those questions about things we don't know about you that you may want to share. Um, so I would invite you back later at another time. I would love that. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Mm -hmm, for sure. And one more time, tell us uh, again the, the website and, uh, and tell us the name of the book, please. Of course, the name of the book is Choose to Prevail, uh, and you can read all about it on a website called heartofhollywoodmagazine.com. There you will find reviews, you will find signed copies of the book, you will even find promotional t-shirts, like all kinds of, of merch. Uh, and you can also find the book uh, on major retailers such as Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And if you would like to follow on social, we're uh, on Instagram as at choose to prevail or there is also a facebook group titled simply choose to prevail you are more than welcome to join it's quite interactive we have not a huge viral amount of uh people on it right now but it's a a healthy amount so it's it's nice we engage and, and it's really nice excellent um, thank you so much you this was wonderful yeah, for sure. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day to do it and be here. Um, and again, I, I do invite you back at another time. I, I can send you another link that'll give you uh, a better time slot. And then we'll have you back in the future and give us some updates on where you're at and what's going on. And, and I, I encourage you to, to come back and see us. Sounds fantastic, Dean. Thank sure. you so much. You have a great day. You as well. <laughs>